Another week. You forget the Welcome sign. Welcome to Pimpo Podcast. Moza? Welcome to the Pimpo Podcast. Yeah. Welcome. I had to choose between doing my hair and getting the sign. Mm. And I pulled my hair back instead. Priorities. Out for your impact day. You're you're the host Liz, and I'm the co-host Marcus. You forgot that. Sorry, I'm out of it. You are. You're way too tired. You gotta perk up. It's an out of touch Thursday. You gotta perk up. We have a big show ahead of us. Big impact. Double or nothing predictions. I look pale as shit. I look tired. Um, yeah, we are doing our predictions for AW's Double or Nothing after we cover, uh, the best of the night and recap tonight's impact. Um, and, uh, we'll go over everything involved with the predictions then. Wake up. Went to give you, like, five-hour energy every, every week. Every Thursday. What? I'm gonna have my little drink. It's gonna make you more sleepy. See no. Me. It's gonna make you tired. No, it's gonna make me calm. Yes. Calm means more tired for you. Well, we'll find out, won't we? Uh, give me a second. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I'm adjusting things. Oh, that's the wrong thing. That didn't do shit. Okay. Sorry, I was messing with my light. Um, so... You want to talk about some news? Actually, got got to give a lowdown, a rundown, lowdown of tonight's impact. Um, <clears throat> so banger alert: we had uh, Alex Shelley versus Trey Miguel. What was that? Is that the taste of the drink? Oh, okay. I thought I tasted stevia, mm -hmm. and I was gonna like. Mm. I was I was not about to drink a whole entire can of something with stevia in it. Sorry. Gotcha. Um, okay, self-respect. Well, as I was saying, banger alert: Alex Shelley versus Trey Miguel, um, qualifying match for the Ultimate X match at Slammiversary. That's opened the show. We then had uh, Masha Slamovich versus Havoc. Jobber alert: Havoc jobbed out in a one-minute match. Against Masha. Um, Miriam said, so no Stevia sponsorship for the podcast anytime soon. Looks like it. Yeah, no Stevia, no monk fruit. Sorry, Stevia and monk None fruit. None of that. Oh, God. Uh, we also had Chelsea Green versus Jordan Grace, another great match. Um, Chris Sabin versus Frankie Kazarian. Shara and Raj Singh versus Boopinter Gujar and W. Morrissey. 
And then uh, Violent by Design versus Josh Alexander and the Briscoes. Pretty standard impact episode. Nothing extraordinary. Nothing, uh, nothing outlandish. It was all just by the books. Um, but yeah, I have a question for you, and it's a it's a little it's something I thought about while we were watching the main event, and it's it's a little concern that I have for Impact, and and a little reservation I have with with Impact. What do you think is the main event? And I don't mean main event like the last match of the show. What do you think is by Impact standards? Or by by like according to impact, the most important thing going on. Like, what do you think for them is the A storyline? Josh and Eric. I mean, they're they're getting video packages. Right. Now, I watched this episode. I watched last episode. None of that. None of the Josh Eric Young stuff seems to be very important in terms of programming. They don't give it much. It, at least nowhere near as important as Josh and Moose. You don't see these head-to-head -head confrontations between Josh and Eric Young. Um, we got a video package <clears throat> last week from, from Eric. But it seems like right now they're struggling to find like a an A storyline. Like a main event. Like they can't really find importance in anything they're doing. They had something with Bullet Club and Honor No More. But that's gone. Yeah. Honor, uh, yeah. Same with Bull Club and, and G.O.D. That's gone. Yeah. That's... Which sucks, because that was barely... Touched. Yeah. And it, it... They had something with Honor No More versus Impact. That's done with. I, I don't see what, like, the, the... The main plot is of Impact. It, I feel like they're not playing up Josh versus Eric Young enough. They're they're not showing VBD as like a big antagonist. They're just I don't know. They're going after the Briscoes a few times for the titles. Yeah, I I listen. I I I know what you're saying, and it sucks because like. You would think that with Slammiversary, they'd want it to be big because it's their 20th anniversary. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> anniversary. The, the only thing that makes this worthy of a 20th anniversary is Eric Young and his, like, his, his tenure with the company. If you replace Eric Young with right. anyone, it's, you could have the same exact storyline. You can have this verbatim. Minus that one promo, if you replace Eric Young right. with anyone. But take, for example, take like um, uh, uh, Paige and CM Punk, for example. That's like you said, Paige out of like Paige, like Paige, Van Page, oh. the wrestler. Um, and I was like, <laughs> but but Adam Page and and CM Punk, that's like. Like, you know that's the main event. Like, they're talking about it. They get airtime every week. Confrontations whenever they can. Like, that is something they, they that is very clear they're prioritizing. 
Same with WWE and the, the tag belts unifying those. That was a very big deal for a little while. Mm-hmm. That was the, the story with Backlash, although they went around on, uh, they, they turned around on it. Um, and, and that seems to be the story going forward is RK Bro and, and the Bloodline. With, with Violent by Design and Josh, it doesn't seem like it's important. Like with Paige and Punk, Paige literally said, I am defending AEW against you. That is very clear, um, big stakes right there. Even though yeah. it's like personal stakes, it's, it's very clearly established. Josh doesn't seem like he could give a shit. And that's not, that's not his fault. I mean, has he? He's only really responded to Eric once. Yeah, he. His response was, "I don't care." Like that was literally his response. I don't care what you did, uh, in in your past. Like he respected it, but it doesn't matter. Essentially, like VBD needs to be violent. I feel like they need to be. A major player and honor no more is a fucking bigger player than vbd right now yeah and honor no more is a bunch of fucking goofballs who can't get any wins and eddie edwards is their biggest dude who's taken the most seriously and he's not even honor no more he's impact i don't know man Bullet Club's also gone. Jay White's fucking out of here. Chris Bay wasn't even on TV today. Good Brothers were only in a promo. Like, it seems like... Slammiversary just feels like when it's supposed to be this big-ass thing, and I don't feel like it's gonna live up to what it should be. I give more of a shit about Sammy and Moose than Josh and Eric. That shouldn't yeah, happen. Yeah, honestly, you're right. Because there's history there. Yeah. And you've built up this big baby face, Josh, who is probably the, the, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world actively right now, and the biggest baby face in, in the entirety of pro wrestling. And Eric Young, the leader of one of the biggest factions in Impact. But it, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like it has the scale it should. Joe Doring did not even fucking... He wasn't tagged in once in this match. That was weird. Like, save the fucking VBD internal conflicts till after you have this big main event. I don't know. But I don't even think that's leading to internal conflict. I don't know what that was about. That was weird. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because if any, if you're going to push a storyline anywhere where they're like, oh, we don't trust you to get the job done, you would think it'd be Diener. Yeah. Because Diener's the whole guy. Yeah. So I don't understand the whole not tagging Doring in at all thing. Maybe it's like they want to save Doring for Slammiversary and like they don't want the Briscoes to know what Doring's like until the big match. But if that's the case, make a make make a point of that. Don't just make it this little detail in in promos 
Make it something you talk about. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It was the, uh, Tonight's episode was weird. It raised more questions than it gave answers. <clears throat> and at this point, going to Slammiversary in, what, two weeks? Is, is next week the uh, go-home? Or is no. the week after the go-home? Slammiversary is June 19th. Okay, so the week after is... We've got a couple weeks. Okay. Um, yeah. So there... Oh, no, we don't. Actually, there's two more episodes. Okay. Before Slammiversary. Yeah, I feel I think... like, it, like it doesn't feel like they're hyping it up much. It, it, the, the most important things right now seem to be the Queen of the Mountain and uh sammy and moose and uh the ultimate x those seem like the most important things it seems like eric young is just another open challenge for josh which is funny because like his whole storyline is him being like i wasn't really respected yeah i was just in it to like make the money and like try not to get fired yeah and i'm sure the match will be like match of the year but there's no, there's no hype for it. it. I don't know. We, we'll probably touch on this later uh, when we're talking about the actual episode. But let's talk about the news. Yeah, because we do have a handful of news. I've got a little bit of news on Layla Hirsch. If you don't have not it. moved from where she was last, she has decided that she's going to just sit by the bag. Uh, and I, I've got a little bit of news about Layla Hirsch. If you don't. Oh, you know it's funny. I was just thinking about her today. How are you? Or yesterday. Um, okay, let's uh, see what we've got for news first. Um, bookmarks, bookmarks, bookmarks. So let's start with some indie news, I guess. Um, apparently, Jack Evans was announced to debut for Progress. Good for him. Yeah. Um, he is going to be at Super Strong Style 16 with his head still shaved. He looks fucking weird. Um, also, Court Bauer announced that MLW apparently has signed um, Lance Anawaii, The Rock's cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. How old is he? I literally don't know. Let me see. Um, 30. Okay, so. He is... As Court Bauer put it, he's part of our new era of Samoan SWAT team with Fatu and Big Juicy. He looks so much like Aaron Solo. It's weird. Really? He looks like if you cross... If, if you... If Aaron Solo was Samoan. Oh my god. Yeah. That's fucking weird. He does. Like if Aaron Solo were an Uso. Yeah. Um... I wonder if they'll do a program with him and Jacob Fatu or make him a tag team or something. They, they, they. He's part of the Samoan SWAT team. Oh. With Fatu and Big Juicy. I forgot Juicy was in that. I haven't seen Juicy on MLW in a long time. Yeah. Um, in some AEW news, um, Apparently, 
it looks like William Regal is going to launch a new podcast. Um, Hell yeah. With apparently um, Conrad Thompson. Uh, it's going to be called Gentleman Villain. Yes. Oh my god. I, I so, would listen to the, I would listen to the shit out of a William Regal podcast. Yeah, honestly, I kind of just want to like listen to him. Like, I want to fall asleep to his voice, I think. Yeah. Even if he's like saying like nasty shit, like I wanted to fucking strangle this guy, I'll be like, <laughs> it's like that Samuel L. Jackson, like, you, baby, like that Samuel L. Jackson lullaby or whatever bedtime story. Yeah, yeah. Um, that debuts on next Thursday, June second. Okay. Um, then in addition to AEW news, um. Apparently, Tony Khan said that he's interested in bringing Johnny Elite back to AEW after his little debut. I feel like that's a really good decision because he's Johnny Elite is like one of a kind. Um, he'll bring a lot of variety to uh, AEW. Yeah, I feel like at this point, um, Tony Khan should really only sign people that are like one of a kind. That makes sense. They don't need, need people to stand out. Yeah, they don't need anyone else right now. Um. Now, before I steal your news piece, because I almost just did, why don't you tell me about Layla Hirsch? Yeah, so, for those who don't know, Layla Hirsch um, got injured on Elevation on April 5th. Um, she landed on a, at a moonsault on her feet and tore her ACL. Uh, and today she finally had her surgery. Um, and this, this happened in the middle of her feud with Chris Statlander, right? Or Red Velvet? Both of them? Um, but it was like at the tail end of that. Um, so, best of luck to her and, and recovering from that surgery. And it's definitely not an easy, an easy injury to come back from. But No. But hopefully she does soon. Yeah. Yeah. Godspeed. Um, also, in other AEW news, Thunder Rosa is going to auction off her um, ring gear uh, after her match. Um, and she is going to put the money um, towards the families of the children that were uh, murdered at the um, school shooting in Texas. Um, so I guess she's going to auction that off afterwards. Um, it doesn't specifically cite a certain charity, but I thought that was pretty cool. Um, then we'll talk about some WWE real quick. Um, WWE had a, had a weird fucking day today. They had a, a weird one. Yeah. Um, first... Not weird, but Titus O'Neil is going to serve as the Indy 500 Snake Pit Grand Marshal um, this coming Sunday at the Indy 500, which I already said, but I didn't register that was the Indy 500 at the time. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, also, in the biggest WWE news today, Money in the Bank got weird. Um, the, the location moved 
fans got all their tickets refunded, but like all the fans that purchased tickets um, are going to have first dibs on getting tickets to the new tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't make any sense, but you know what I mean. Um, apparently, it's supposed to be at Allegiant Stadium. It's been moved to MGM Grand Arena. Um, apparently, that is because they were disappointed in ticket sales and they wanted to move to a smaller arena to make it less, you know. Obvious. Yeah. Um, and apparently, according to WrestleTalk, uh, the official maximum capacity of Allegiant Stadium is 71,835 people, whereas the MGM Grand Arena is only 17,000. Very optimistic for Money in the Bank. Yes. Um, it's... It's weird. Um, And then on top of that, to add to the weirdness, if I didn't just close out of all the articles, um, it looks like some some folks were removed from the um, Money in the Bank advertising. Um, At this point, the poster... um, the old poster featured Roman Reigns, Brock, Charlotte, Becky, um, and Rhonda. And none of them are on the poster now. Um, right now, it is just... It looks like, you know, there's Cody, um, Riddle's on it, Bianca. Um, I don't think I'm looking at the full poster, but... Um, it definitely does not feature any of the people that were originally on the poster, which I think is kind of. I'm sure it'll still have all those people, but it is a interesting sign. Yeah. Um, I've also got a little bit of news about uh, <clears throat> an indie show. Indie, quote unquote. All right, go for it. So, for wow. those of you who, who uh, remember it, StarCast is returning. Starcast uh, was that show where that infamous Cody Rhodes promo, um, where's that ref, he tried to fuck on me, quote came from. Um, and it's also going to be where Ric Flair's having his last match. Now, arguments of... of whether or not he should be having a last match aside. Um, there's rumors of what that last match is going to be. And it looks like maybe that last match is Hulk Hogan. Maybe. Uh, he was on a podcast talking about his last match, and he accidentally let it slip, the name Hulk Hogan, and the interviewer was like, wait a minute, are you confirming right now that your opponent is Hulk Hogan? And he uh, stammered back and forth, and so it's more or less teased that his last opponent will be Hulk Hogan. And uh, we know Ric Flair can still go a little bit, at least a little in training bit. with Jay Lethal. Um, but there's no way Hulk Hogan can do a single thing. No more leg drops, maybe a collar and elbow tie-up, that's it. And Hulk Hogan's not eating a loss. Um... But also announced for StarCast um, are various talents, including Miro, 
Brian Danielson, um, Tony Schiavone, um, David Crockett, amongst Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano, Chelsea Green. Now, is, now who's wrestling and who's just there for appearances? I don't know. They they don't specify. Um, just that they're coming to Starcast. But the, the the people like Johnny and and Danielson and Miro, I would assume those are just for appearances. But you never know. I mean, Ric Flair is on the fucking show, so. Um. So yeah, that's that. Yes. Um. That's pretty much all the news I had. So. Okay. Well, let's talk about impact. Yeah. So, opening up the show, we had a banger. Alex Shelley versus Trey Miguel. This, uh, yeah. this match, this, this fucking, this rocked. This was amazing. You gotta love a good teacher-student match. Yeah. And it wasn't just flippy um, shit either. Like, this stuff, th- no. this had everything. Yeah. Um, we start off with kind of a standoff of sorts, and, it, you know, nobody's really kind of giving an inch. Um, eventually we get a chop to the chest of Trey and then a kick to Shelly through the ropes, um, as well as kind of like a pump handle over the ropes. Then before I knock the seltzer all over my laptop, we get a kick to the arm of Shelly and then Trey slides through, through the ropes. Shelly meets him, strikes his chest. Then Miguel kicks Shelly in the jaw, goes to Moonsault onto him, but Shelly avoids it, chops him instead. Shelly then goes to chop him again and chops the steel ring post, um, instead. Um, Trey then moonsaults onto Shelly ringside. Back in the ring, he goes up top. Shelly avoids that. Um, he drop kicks the knee of Trey once Trey is back on the ground safely. Um, and then he starts pulling the knee of Trey against the ropes um, as Trey sort of rains blows onto Shelly's back. It doesn't really do anything. Um, Shelly then hits a dragon screw to the other leg. Um, and then we get another dragon screw and then a sort of chin lock of some variety on Trey. Um, but Trey reaches the ropes. Um, eventually once he's up, he jumps over Shelly, lands a double stomp, um, which was super weird because like he changed like what he was doing mid flight. Yeah. Which I thought was strange. Like he was just like jumping up over him and then he like landed the double stomp and I was like, okay, sure. Um, gravity sometimes sort of mouse onslaught of offense. Hmm? Sorry. Gravity sometimes, uh, ignores people. It's true. Um, he mounts an onslaught of offense. We finish with a funky sort of like dragon sleeper on Shelly. Um, then he hits a double stomp to the back of Shelly's neck, which was nasty. Um, they exchange blows for a little bit while holding hands. Um, Shelly goes for another dragon screw, but Miguel enziguries him, slaps the shit out of him, and then kicks him in the face. Um, Shelly then goes for a sliced bread, but gets shoved away. We get a kick upside the head of Shelly. Trey goes for the meteora. Uh, misses, lands on his knees, which are now injured at this point. Um, and then Shelly hits him with a driver. Um, we get automatic midnight and still no pin to Trey. Shelly goes for Shellshot, can't get it. And then Trey rolls Shelly up with a crucifix pin to win. And Shelly just fucking storms off. Yeah, yeah. Never to be seen again. Yeah, but it's a good way to, it's a good finish to protect Shelly, but gives the win to Trey. Uh, really great match overall. Um, definitely a contender 
maybe a contender for match of the year. Um, yeah. Also, I was I'm looking at a a clip some a fan took yesterday of uh, Dynamite and Great Ocon uh, slamming Trent through the table. And you know how mm-hmm. Great Ocon does like does this before he does his little chokes his little claw slam thing. Uh, as he's doing like halfway, Trent starts jumping before he finishes. And so, like, Great Ocon, like, stumbles and tries to, like, stay on him. <laughs> but it's just so funny. Mm. Trent goes way too early, and it looks so botched. And Great Ocon's just staring down at him. Like, you motherfucker. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, after that, we had an interview with the Briscoes and Josh. <clears throat> um... Mark said, Dem boys are not only the baddest in Impact, but we're the baddest on the planet. Jay said, we beat you for the titles and the rematch, but you want to jump us after the match. You got us, but tonight we have a third man. Josh says, tonight you guys put to rest this beef you have. I get to send a message to Eric Young. You're looking at the future of this company. If you plan on taking this, I will be better than I have ever been. Um, and I, I think this is the problem. We're mixing the story like we're, we're they're mixing up the storylines right now. Yeah. The way Josh is wording it here, it seems like he's trying to prove himself as being the face of the company. But Eric Young is like, "No. <laughs> like this is about like my legacy and impact." And and the way Eric Young is booked right now, it doesn't work to have a face of impact versus face of impact. That it doesn't work with Eric Young. If it's Chris Sabin, absolutely that works. But one hundred, like you need to do big baby face versus big monster heel. That's your story. It's not gonna work otherwise, and it is not working right now. Um. The wires are getting jumbled, and and it's being outshined by other storylines. So the Good Brothers then walk in, and um, Gals says, Those titles look fancy on your shoulders. You won't be considered the real champs around here until you've beaten us. Um, Carl Anderson says, Until you beat us, your title reign doesn't count. And then Jay just says, And then let's make it count. And it looks like we have the match set up for Slammiversary. Briscoes versus Good Brothers. Unless. What happens later. Um, but next we have Masha Slamovich versus Havoc. Yeah, I guess we do. Um, they both slap each other across the face. Havoc slams Masha from place to place. Clotheslines her. Um, it actually looks like, wow, damn, Havoc kind of has like the upper hand here. And then Slamovich gets several strikes. None really land until she kicks her, uh, Havoc in the stomach. Then we get an axe kick against the back of the neck and a bit of a roundhouse. And then uh, Masha hits the snowplow on Havoc to win. Yeah, yeah. That's all she wrote. And as they mentioned, former knockout women's cha- knockouts champion. Um, yeah. And it seems like Rosemary might be next for Masha. So I guess they're building a Masha to be a champion, or at least a big contender. Maybe she'll be the one to take down Tasha. 
at least from a wouldn't be shocked. yeah wouldn't be shocked um but at least from a wrestling perspective it seems like that that would be a very good decision at least from for where yeah. they're leading um don't know how i just want much to like cut a promo yeah and we'll probably see i'm sure they'll they'll give her a, a storyline maybe the program with rosemary will test that out um, so then we have uh, Trey Miguel and and Blake Christian and two other random guys. They're all like celebrating Trey's win and entry into the Ultimate X match. But then Kenny King walks in. He says, you know, he's trying to mess with Trey. And Trey says, big bad Kenny King here to ruin someone's moment. Um, and Kenny looks at Blake Christian and says, I don't know who you are, but I know who I am. You don't know me because you're a nobody. Trey, you're a hothead. You put the battery in your back and you go off. Um, and Blake Christian chimes in. He says, "If I'm a nobody, how about we have a match out there? Uh, let's put that Ultimate X spot on the line." Um, Trey says, "You're the greatest X Division champ of all time. I know you're not afraid to defend that against said nobody." And then Kenny King accepts. I'm gonna be pretty upset if Kenny loses that spot, because I was like, I think Kenny's losing that spot. We've already seen Blake Christian in a Ultimate X match. I want to see Kenny. In what there. did I say? Yeah. The usual fucking suspects. They they have to like it's Slammiversary. They have to put in somebody at some point that we've never seen in Ultimate X before. Like or that we have but like ages ago. Put Rhino in there. Put put uh sure. W Morrissey in that match. That would be insane. He could just That wouldn't be fair. He would just reach <laughs> up and grab it. <laughs> match over. Put uh put Joe Doring and Morrissey in there. Have Doring work double duty. Um oh, Bronson Reed's not with impact anymore. Because right now it's Ace Austin, it's Speedball, Trey Miguel, um, and Kenny King. Right. Soon to be Blake Christian. We've seen Vincent in uh, Ultimate X already. Who could they put in that would be different? Black Taurus. Joe Doring. <laughs> I feel like they should have, like, a heavyweight. Put a big dude in there. But they, like, with Ultimate X, they're like, oh, there's no weight class, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it, it's flippy shit, yeah, boys. it's, it's, it's not flippy shit. It's junior heavyweights. Yeah. It's Jake something. If you can consider him junior heavyweight. Um, maybe Black Taurus. Maybe they stick him in there. That'd be cool. Or, uh. Maybe. Have uh, um, who could they bring over from like New Japan to do it? Have have uh, someone follow Ace Austin back to Impact? Get a elephant, uh, yeah, elephant Tasmo. That'd be cool. He's busy though. Ooh, Miriam suggested Hiromu. That'd be cool. That'd be sick as fuck. And yeah, 
the he he made a claim well, for guess... the X Division title, so he wants to challenge Ace for it. Who Harumi? Yeah. I guess you know if you really think about it, if Ace is in it, then I guess you can't say that New Japan is a would Super Junior was and before then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it ends like June third, I think. Or Ace Austin comes back with Alex Zane still tied to his hip. <laughs> um, yeah, they gotta add someone that's that's that we've never seen in it before. Add uh, um, Scott Steiner. Okay. Braun break. Add Braun Breaker to it. Forbidden Door, the real Forbidden Door, just setting Braun Breaker over to Impact. So anyway, uh, we then have a promo from Rich Swan. Says Matt Cardona, ever since I threw out that challenge, you've been ducking. If you won't come to me, I'll come for you. I'll take that title off your hands no matter where. Now, Mr. Drama King, Matthew, you want to toss me out of the gauntlet, but you struck me from behind. Come around that desk and meet me face to face. I don't care what it takes, I'm going to take you out. That match meant so much to me. I don't care if it takes all night long, I'm getting my revenge. And then we get Chelsea Green versus Jordan Grace. And this match was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Hard hitting. Yeah. Um, so immediately Chelsea runs out of the ring. Runs around the ring. Gets back in the ring. And then when Jordan catches up to her, she slaps her. Uh, and we get the elbow to Green and a shoulder tackle. We get an elbow to the face of Jordan over the ropes. Um... Jordan then gets her upside down on the ropes, knees her in the neck multiple times before hitting her with a neck breaker off those ropes, which I thought looked nasty. Um, we then get a senton off the apron to Jordan. Green ends up sending Grace into the turnbuckles. We get a kick and a boot to the face of Grace before Grace just fucking slams the body of Green down in a spine buster. Um, Chelsea did not tuck her head quite enough because it slapped the mat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, um, we get some strikes to green and then green is up on the shoulders of uh, Grace and green gets driven into the canvas. Um, Jordan then puts green up top, gets her up like again on her shoulders, but in a different way goes for the muscle buster. Um, doesn't get it. Green breaks free headbutts Grace. Drives her face first into the canvas, but Grace bridges out of the cover. Um, we get some clubbing blows to Green, and then Green ends up hitting back with an elbow. She tries for the unprettier, um, but Jordan gets free. Green goes up top um, in an electric chair on Jordan's shoulders once again, but she fights free. Jordan Grace still gets the Grace driver to win the match. It's a cool move. Yeah. Um, so after that, we get Scott Demore and Honor No More. Um, I think I don't remember who said what here, but I think Mike Bennett, yeah, Mike Bennett said, Are you going to address the elephant in the room? Unsafe work environments here, employing people like the Good Brothers, make it right. Um, Scott Demore says, I see why you'd want to match. Uh, when you talk about you guys versus Good Brothers, I get so excited. But that changed 10 minutes ago. Their dance card is already full. They're challenging the Briscoes. 
Um, then Bennett says, you're giving them our title shot. Eddie Edwards steps in and says, if we don't get what we want, nobody wins. And I got a feeling that match at Slammiversary is going to be a triple threat. Yeah. OGK, Good um, Brothers, and Briscoes. You know, I agree with Mike Bennett. Maybe Scott Demore should not be employing the Good Brothers. <laughs> Maybe he's got a point. <laughs> it would be weird if it wasn't a triple threat, honestly, because we've already seen Briscoes and Good Brothers before at multiverse yeah. matches. Yeah. Um, so then we have an interview with Deanna Perrazzo. She says, isn't this a tale as old as time? Every time someone comes into Impact, they come after me. Champ, champ or not, I am the face of the knockouts. Nothing is going to change. I am going to continue to make history. Tasha Steeles walks in and she says, did I hear you say history? The only current knockouts that have made history is Tasha Steeles. I defeated five women in the first knockouts Ultimate X match. I'm not here to fight with you. We're not friends, but we have something in common. Me and him. I have Savannah taking her on. There's an extra spot ringside. Come down and take a look, and we can end this Mia Yim problem before it begins. Mia Yim is 100% beating Savannah. Like, that is happening. Yeah, yeah no. Um, so then we get Chris Sabin versus Frankie Kazarian. Not my favorite match in the world. The crowd was not there. Really? I didn't notice. Yeah, no, I felt like it was dead quiet. It would have been a lot better if the ending hadn't happened. This is like the worst yeah. version of United Empire invading. You know, Pepita is so funny. Like, for whatever reason, when I lock her in here, she lays between the art boxes I have under the desk and the shoe box that I have down there. Mm -hmm. She just lays herself between there at my feet and just loafs. <laughs> Anyways, um, we get headlock after headlock on Saban and a lot of quick pins into another headlock on Saban. Kazarian's nearly sent, or Kazarian gets sent over the ropes and um, that nearly, like, fucking knocks him out. He looks like shit for a second. Um, we go ringside. It starts getting a little mean after that. It starts getting a little tense, how you say? Um, Kazarian gets sent into the post and we get a crossbody to Kaz off the ropes. We get it back to belly to Frankie, but still no pin. Frankie gets sent into the corner, and we get a boot to the throat um, before a hard chop to the chest. Um, Saban ends up like getting Frankie's arms crossed around his throat and then pulls back with a knee into Kazarian's spine. Then we get a German suplex to Kazarian and sort of a scoop slim to Saban and a leg drop, but no pin. Saban gets Frankie up top. He wants uh, the cradle shock, but Kazarian slips out, gets Enziguried. Um Then we get a boot to the face of Kazarian and tornado DDT. Um, Kaz goes up top, gets just fucking launched in what was kind of supposed to be a suplex, I guess. It didn't really look like a suplex to me. Um, yeah, it kind of looked like an arm like drag. It. Yeah, it was just very loose. Mm -hmm. Um, he doesn't get pinned off that, and it's kind of like, who the fuck is going to win this fucking match? Because it really has been evenly paired, and then Honor and Omar come in and DQ the match. Yeah. Um, as their way of saying that if they don't get what they want, nobody does. Yeah, and then I think... Call back joke! I think, uh, the one match I read from, or looked at from the spoilers, I think was, uh, Motor City Machine Guns and Kaz versus, uh, 
some probably some people from Honor No More. Makes sense. That makes sense. Probably OGK and uh, Eddie. That, dude, I got so worried today. Josh Alexander posted this like tweet about PCO, and it was like, "This is like the first guy that I or not first guy, something like four years ago we had this match together. It was amazing. What an incredible guy! Like blah blah." blah. And I was like, "You thought I died?" I was like, "Did something happen? <laughs> Did I miss something?" Because I I don't think I can watch Impact tonight if PCO isn't there. Mm-hmm. I was like, I. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Yeah. But no, he's fine. Josh was just being very, very sentimental for no fucking reason, I guess. I think he did take a scary bump at the tapings. Oh, did he? I think so. Oh, my God. If I remember correctly. Um, but I guess I guess we'll have to see, like, next week or the week after. I think it is next week because PCO has a match. Um, so then we have a promo from Honor No More. Um, and this, this I legit have no idea who said what, so I'm just going to start reading as, as the group. Uh, you see those two guys, they represent 20 years of impact. You see what we did to them. Why do you deserve to celebrate 20 years, 20 years of disrespect? This company has no respect. What are we celebrating? 20 years of worth of lies, 20 years of disrespect. Heath and Rhino then come in and Heath says, you all sound stupid. You got fired, put on the curb. I did too. But who gave me an opportunity? Impact did. You guys are ungrateful pieces of crap. And I got kids. He actually said that at one point during this promo. He said, I got kids. Like There was a lot happening there. Like, well, they were all bickering. It was like a it should have been like a back and forth. Heath is like, I got kids. Matt Taven's like, I'm Matt Taven. I got kids. I'm Matt Taven. I got kids. I'm Matt Taven. Um, Rhino then says, Impact was the only company that gave me an opportunity in 2005. They don't handcuff you, but all you guys are complaining pieces of shit. Um, which was censored. Whole brawl breaks out, but security breaks it up. And then we go to the ring for Shara and Raj Singh versus Bupinder Gujar and W. Morrissey. Okay. This match was everything to me. Um, like, I love Morrissey putting Bupinder over. Yeah, well, Morrissey's just wonderful in front of a crowd, always. And on top of that, it's like just knowing that, like, the first kind of real, like, s- sort of interaction that we had was watching Morrissey BQE, that one guy into the table mm-hmm. meanwhile Boopinder was not on camera but was like in the ring like Aiden Prince that was his name yeah and Boopinder was just like so excited yeah. so like seeing that happen and like being here now I'm like <laughs> oh we've come so far um so we start with Raj and Boopinder uh we get a drop to Raj and sure kind of takes a swipe at Gujar um then we get like a really bad sling blade to Raj but it seemed kind of like it wasn't Boopinder's fault it was Raj didn't sell an ounce of it. Um, like he's like he fell down, but like the actual movement he did mm. not sell. Um, Morrissey gets in. <laughs> he uses Gujar as kind of a bit of a weapon, slamming him down onto Raj. Hits him with an elbow drop. Hits him with another elbow drop. And then he's like, "Bupinder, you want to get him for the third? And Bupinder's like, "Hell yeah!" And Bupinder comes <laughs> in for the third elbow drop. Um. Raj then kind of swings on Gujar, um, who goes 
er, sorry. Let me try that again. Raj swings Bujar into Cher, who knees him in the back. Cher kind of gets hit by Bupinder, but Raj drops Bujar on the ropes um, as he's distracted. And that's sort of a free-for-all, um, because Morrissey accidentally distracts the ref, and Shara and Raj just kind of go at him. Or at uh, Bupinder, for that matter. Um, we get some shoulders to the midsection of Gujar after Shara gets in. Raj gets back in pretty quickly. He hits a flatliner um, to Gujar, who kind of starts fighting back with a few strikes. Doesn't really work. Singh gets a back elbow off, but that also doesn't really work because Gujar ends up power slamming Raj. He hits Morrissey back in. Cher gets in. Morrissey takes on Cher and Raj at the same exact time. He wants the BQE on Raj for whatever reason. Raj is not the legal man. And Cher attacks. Um, he gets a few bear paws for interrupting, though. Um, Bupinder then takes Cher out. We had a huge choke slam to Singh. And then. Morrissey asks the crowd if they want Bupinder to get that pin, and of course they say yes, and Bupinder gets in, hits the spear to win the match. Yes. Yes. Both men are very over with the crowd, and it helps Bupinder get over by having him team with Morrissey. Because Morrissey, Morrissey is just so fucking good with the crowd, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. But he is a delight. I don't know. It's amazing. Um, so then we have an interview with Moose. He says Sammy Callahan is the biggest fraud of pro wrestling. He has all these people thinking he's playing mind games. He's scared of me. Last time we went face-to-face, -face, I broke his ankle and sent him out on a stretcher. I know. I know what you're doing. And then Macklin walks in. And earlier it was announced that Macklin and, uh, and Moose would be teaming up against um, PCO... And Morrissey, right? Is that the team? Moose and Macklin, PCO and Morrissey? Maybe. That's a weird team. I know it's a weird team. Um, oh, I literally could probably tell you right now. Okay. Um, while you look that up. Um, yeah, PCO team with W. Morrissey to face Steve Macklin and Moose. That's weird. Why? Yeah. Why not PCO and Vincent? But also on that note, PCO didn't take really a scary bump per se, but he did injure himself. Okay. Um, apparently he went shoulder first into the steel ring steps oh. and may have knocked something loose. Gotcha. Which, in comparison to all the other things that he does in the ring, very tame. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. Um, but Macklin said, preferably I'd rather work alone, but I need you to get Sammy out of your head. Moose says... Sammy's not in my head. Next week I'll be ready. But then the screen glitches. And then Moose is freaking out. He's like, ah, oh, I can't see the screen, but I feel like I'm freaking out. I feel like something's happening. Um, and then Macklin just looks at him and he says, I need you to get him out of your head. And then we get Violent by Design versus Josh Alexander and the Briscoes in the main event. Yeah, um... Interesting match. Uh, we start with Josh versus Diener. Josh kind of flings Diener around before getting Jay in. Um, we get a boot to the throat of Diener, and then they kind of just slap chests for a little bit. Um, uh, or after markets, and they start slapping chests. Um, Eric Young then gets in against Jay. We get a headbutt and a snap suplex to Eric. Um, and basically, despite my lack of attention for the most part in the first few minutes of this match, um, 
the briscoes and josh just kind of overwhelmed bbd mm. for a, a long time It's because they only during... sent diener in <laughs> right like what the fuck um yeah it was it, it was a very one-sided for a very long time basically up um until because jay dives off um onto bbd mark then goes off the top rope onto them um, Eric Young kind of gets like a leg up for a second, um, gets Jay in the corner. Um, Jay fights back though with a jawbreaker, tags out to Josh. Josh punches Eric Young. Eric Young slips away. Josh gives chase only to get sidelined by Diener. Diener then gets in. Josh gets sent into the turnbuckle. And it doesn't end in a pin, but um, he gets a front face lock. Sort of slows things down a little bit. Josh then fights out with some punches. We get a Northern Light suplex to Diener and then Josh a little bloody um busted his nose up a little bit don't know how that happened yeah i don't either um but josh starts fighting back finally gets a boot to diener and a glancing knee to the back of his neck um fights off during fights off eric young mark gets in eric young gets in they fight um well mark gets in and fights both uh eric young and diener um like a scrappy little fella uh, we get a big boot to the face of Eric Young and then an elbow drop from Mark and a cover from Jay, but no pin. Diener tags in, but Jay fights him off, uh, takes Doring down. We get a really cool hurricane around a two Eric Young and then a kick to the face of Diener. Mark gets in. Diener put, is put on Mark's shoulders. Jay drags him down with a neck breaker. Um, they want their doomsday device, but Eric Young hits Mark with the flagpole while Doring distracts the referee. Um, then we get a DNR GDT to Mark, and it looks like it's going to be the fucking winning move. And I, we both just sat there like, uh. <laughs> I was going to laugh so hard. Um, luckily, Josh breaks up the pin. Josh goes for a C4 on Eric Young, but Eric Young is out. Jay gets sent out of the ring. Mark slaps Eric Young and Diener before going up top, getting hit by Eric Young's mask by Diener, um, which sends him down. Then Eric Young gets the pile driver on Mark to win the match. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, I fully expected josh and the briscoes to win off diener but I, with all the cheating they did oh wow look at us talking about the news still um well, it's kind of news <laughs> um but yeah definitely surprising that the that vbd won this um they should be terrorizing josh like you would think oh this is another problem this is another problem. The VBD still want the tag titles. They're they're splitting their attention. They need to like like Eric Young should be like you guys need to be fucking helping me get this world title because that is the most important mm -hmm. thing right now. It's the most important title in the company. So it should be number 1 priority, but yet their attention is so divided. And it doesn't even seem like they're going to be at the match at Slammiversary for the tag titles. Yeah. Like, it's weird. I, I, it doesn't feel like Impact knows what to do. Yeah, it feels like... You know what it feels like? It feels like their plan was Jay White. But then Jay White said, sorry, I can't. That's why we haven't really... It's That's why we really haven't seen any uh, Bolt Club... That's why the, the match against OGK was kind of scrapped. 
We're seeing Good Brothers move for the Briscoes. I don't know. That's that's kind of the vibe I get. I I don't totally disagree with you. Because Jay White versus Josh would be a bigger match than Eric Young. But the thing is, Eric Young would be a, a big match. It would be a really good match if they were doing it right. But they're not. Josh doesn't seem to care. I know. I mean, we've got some time still. We've got some time yeah, still. We do. We do. Uh, but that's our recap of tonight's impact. Stay tuned for our predictions for Double or Nothing after our bests of the night. Um, but for now, if you have a question for us for after our predictions, leave it in the chat now and we'll get to it after the predictions. Um, but for now, before we get to the bests of the night, let me give a quick recap of the top 10 wrestlers in pro wrestling in kayfabe. Listen, purely in kayfabe, wins, losses, all that shit. Um, so yeah. Number 10. He botched a fucking chokeslam yesterday. Great O'Conn. Number 9. The Uwu champion of WWE, Roman Reigns. Number 8. Uh, last year's Super Junior winner, Roman Takahashi. Number seven, she lost to Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. Number six, the forgotten Intercontinental Champion, Ricochet. Number five. Oh, he's still Intercontinental Champion? Yes, he is. He's been beating all of uh, Jinder and Shanky. Number five, from Dragon Gate, Yuki Yoshioka. Number four, from Dragon Gate, Dragon Dia. Number three, uh, the King of Pro Wrestling Champion, Shingo Takagi. Number two, from Dragon Gate, Kota Minora. And number one, continuing in the spot, from Dragon Gate, Kaito Ishida. I don't know shit about Dragon Gate, so those guys could be like fucking jobbers that just keep getting wins somehow. Or like mid-carters that get jobber wins. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk bests of the night. Promo of the night. Man, I don't know. There were no great promos today. Can we make it... Can we make the promo of the night just Scott being sarcastic with Honor No More? We could. I liked when he chuckled and Mike Bennett called him out. Yeah. Um... Or can we combine that with Heath shouting, I got kids, while they're brawling? Yeah, okay. I don't, I'm not going to call it anything. We're just going to leave it. All right. Wrestler of the night. Here are your three choices. Jordan Grace. Trey Miguel. Alex Shelley. Are you there? Okay. You froze for a second. Yep. Yeah, I, I felt you freeze. Um, Alex Shelley? Okay. I can go with that. 
And finally, match of the night. As always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night. We'll talk about which match is the match of the night. So, starting off with the worst match of the night. Where the fuck is it? Uh, no, the 5 out of 10, Chris Saban versus Frankie Kazarian. Would have been a fine match if, uh... I mean, it was decent, but it would have been a lot better had, uh, Honor No More not gotten involved at the end. Num uh, next up, with a 5 out of 10, Shara and Raj Singh versus Bupinder and Morrissey. It was a decent match. It was fine. It was entertaining. Uh, next up, with a 6 out of 10, VBD versus Josh and the Briscoes. Yeah, this is a fun match. A little bit overbooked with the with the VBD's tactics, but... Um, I also wish more wrestlers would be like the Briscoes in the sense that they know what their shtick is. They've created a story for themselves and just show it off in their style. Like, they don't... I haven't seen shit of the Briscoes. I saw them once in Ring of Honor. And then what? whenever they've been in Impact. But yet I feel like I know everything about them. And I feel like more wrestlers need to think about that and consider that um, with their with their characters. And integrating their characters into their wrestling. Um, but next up, with a 7 out of 10, Chelsea Green versus Jordan Grace. This is a really fun match. Really great. Um, Chelsea actually made it seem like she, uh, like she could beat Jordan. Like she put up a really good fight. Yeah. But that doesn't compare to the match of the night with a 9 out of 10, Alex Shelley versus Trey Miguel. In a, a fucking banger. Like, this was so fucking good. That's fair. Do you agree? I do. You seem a little distracted. No. Okay. Alright. So, you want to do some predictions for Double or Nothing? Yes. Alright, let me pull up a card... CBS Sports always has a, an accurate card. Oh, I don't want to see their predictions, though. Wikipedia probably has a... Yeah, okay. Alright. <clears throat> That's only one pre-show pre match? No, there's got to be more than one. What are they listing? Uh, Hookhausen versus Neeson, Mark Sterling. That's all I've heard. Oh. Okay. Alright. So, let's do these predictions. Double or nothing. Predictions. Alright, so first match. Hookhausen versus Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling. I'm going with Hookhausen. I am too. That is as full confidence right in there. Alright, next up we have Jade Cargill versus Anna J. Um I'm going with Anna J. 
Yeah. That. Oh, you're going with Anna J. Yeah. Really. Oh wow! I was gonna say like, like full fuck like. You could have a gun to my head, and I would confidently say Jade Cargill would win this. Okay. Um, but all right, all right. Next up, we have House of Black versus Death Triangle. Um. I don't know. What are you going with? There's a lot of factors that go into this, and my my brain tells me that because they lost, because Death Triangle lost when they had Eric Redbeard with them, that they need a win. And I think they're going to pull out the win here, but then you have Julia Hart, who is the yeah. wild card. I'm still going to go with Death Triangle, because anything they could pull out with Julia could happen after the match. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Death Triangle. Okay, so far we are only disagreeing on one. So next up we have the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Um... I think I'm going with the Hardys. I am too. They're they they've got to win those titles. What titles? The tag titles. Oh, like eventually. Yeah, like like they they need this win, uh, to get those titles. They're probably. I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> gonna say the Young Bucks don't have the titles. <laughs> They're probably gonna win it off of um, Jurassic Express or Hobbs and. Uh, Starks. One of those two teams. Mm -hmm. Alright, next up. Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and Blackpool Combat Club in an Anarchy in the Arena match. I think it's pretty obvious what I'm going with. BCC? Yeah. I don't know. This is so up in the air. BCC doesn't really have anyone to eat the pin. But JAS, I feel like, needs a win. All the... Uh, It's so tough. This one's so tough. I'm... I'm gonna say JAS. Okay. Because Eddie won his match against Jericho. Okay. Fair enough. Now... I think probably the easiest match to predict, MJF versus Wardlow. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously picking Wardlow. 
I think it's a, it's a tougher prediction on how many power bombs Wardlow is going to give MJF. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, now, this match isn't finalized yet, but okay. Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander for the Owen. Um, I'm going to say it's either, you know, the Ruby Chris side. I'm going to say DMD. Okay. I think, uh, I'm, I'll explain it with our, with the next prediction, uh, which is Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole for the Owen. Oh, I see. Yeah. I think they're going full Cole Baker on us. Okay. Um, I'm going with Adam Cole as well. Okay. Um, next up, we have Jurassic Express versus Team Taz versus um, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland for the tag titles. Um... I'm going to go with Keith and Swerve. Really? Okay. Okay. I'm going with Team Taz. I feel like Team Taz is the way to give the titles to the Hardys. Um, okay. So next up, we have Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Um, I'm going with Thunder Rosa. Me too. That's, I feel like that's an easy one. Um, and then, finally, the main event. Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk. Hang on. I'm going with Adam Page. I am too, but I'm not super confident about it. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. The, uh, what is most likely the go-home for this match. It it reads Punk winning. I know. But, I don't know if they... I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah. I think she's going to be a nail-biter. Yeah. Now, do you think any of these matches will end in DQ? No. No. We we should probably no. we should include in our predictions like a like a DQ card. Like we give a DQ card to a match and if it DQs, we get a point. But we can still predict uh, a winner for it. But no matter who we pick, the DQ card um takes over. I mean, I feel like that would imply that I believe somebody's going to DQ and I don't really see any I think the only one I could see having a DQ is JAS versus Eddie and Santana Ortiz. That, that's what I was Black thinking Bowl. too. That's what I was thinking. Unless House of Black and Death Triangle. Maybe. Maybe if the Julia Hart angle comes into play. Yeah. 
That's something we can talk about another point, though. I do think it's a little nice way to spice up predictions. But Yeah, sure. Um, so, like so those are our predictions. Uh, for those who don't know how our predictions work, for every incorrect prediction, we have to do a dab of hot sauce. And whoever has the most correct predictions will be crowned the Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion and deal out a punishment to the loser. You are the current reigning champ, and I have not given you your egg yet. Your, your winning egg. Because I've had COVID. Um, yeah, that's true. There was also a, a fly on it earlier. Oh, adding a little, a little extra spice to it. More spice, okay. <laughs> Um, you want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. All right, Miriam asked in chat, and uh, if you have a question for us, leave it in the chat. But if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, and we'll get to it in the next episode. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the Pinfall Podcast to chat with us live, or message us on Twitter at Pinfall Podcast. All right, so... Mariam asks, who would your dream surprise Ultimate X entrant be for Slammiversary? Dream. So anyone. Any company. I mean, if we're doing dream surprise, it would be Hiromu. I think that'd be incredible. Oh, I got a good one. He'd be so insane. Taguchi. That'd be so funny. He would fit right in. He would fit right in. Imagine Wardlow. Um, but also on a very biased... Oh, sorry, go on. Imagine Wardlow. <laughs> he, could do a, he could do a moonsault. Powerbombs everybody and then calls it a day. He can only, he's only allowed to do the moonsault if he fucking rotates a little sooner. I was on a moonsault. It was Swanton. That was... Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Still. Yeah. Um, that's when my scene... A certain Taylor Rust, but I'll never see him on Impact because I don't get those. He's things. on New Japan. He was just a mutiny. Yes, I know. I know. Hmm. But I want to see him on network television that I don't have hear about getting taped and then see it five months later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, is Taguchi my dream entrant? Um. Uh, man, I don't know. Taguchi would Taguchi would be perfect. Like that would be hilarious. He would be funny. Von Wagner. Okay, all right. <laughs> but but in reality, imagine Ilya Dragunov in Ultimate X. That would be fun. The shit That'd be super fun. He'd do on those ropes. Oh my god. Yeah, it's Ilya. It's Ilya Dragunov. That's my Ilya? that's my okay. dream. But stick I'm gonna stick Ilya and Taguchi together. And evil. Put evil in there. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with uh Taylor and Hiromu. Okay, okay. My 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 little New Japan boys. Hiromu we will almost one hundred percent be seeing an impact very soon. I'd hope so. Um, I imagine maybe during the G1. No, I don't think so. I think before then. 
Well, I'm just saying because I don't think he's going to be doing anything in the G1. You don't know. He could. He's been treated like a Maybe. big deal. What do I know? Um, but I, I think, I think like right after Super Junior, I think we'll see Hiromu in Impact. Unless he's okay. got shit for Forbidden Door. God, I can't wait for that card to come out. I know. Again, they should make it two days. Th that, that is a two-day event. I know. I know. Like you, You're not wrong. You're working with two massive companies with massive rosters. You know what would be super cool? Hmm. Um, you know how, like, with, like, YouTube, like, sometimes, like, channels will collaborate and there will be one video on one channel and one video on the other channel? Mm -hmm. They do one day in Chicago. They do one day at, like, Corquin Hall. Tokyo Dome. Yeah, sure, whatever. Corquin Hall is the first one that came to mind. The thing with that is, well, that does sound like an amazing idea, but I don't want them to run into the same situation that Ring of Honor did. Where, for the Ring of Honor New Japan Supercard, half the matches... Like, it was exclusively New Japan matches and exclusively Ring of Honor matches. Everyone loved the New Japan matches. No one gave a shit about Ring of Honor. And that's how Ring of Honor died. Like, that is the well, day that no, happened. I'm saying that, like... I'm saying that it would still be, like, a mix of, like... You send some of your AEW people over to Japan, they fight Japanese over there. Mm -hmm. And then you send some Japanese wrestlers over to America, and they fight um, AEW wrestlers over there. Yeah. So it's still mixing them. Yeah. But it's just, like, two separate locations. That could be fun. It could be. Have a it would be. Orange Cassidy. Kevin telling Chris to be the commentators for the Japan side of things. Mm. Have a Orange Cassidy fight Taguchi in Tokyo Dome. Stop! That'd be fucking hilarious. That'd be that would be the funniest match of all time. No, Orange Cassidy versus Evil. Actually, with how things have been going lately, show instead. He's hilarious. Show is really funny. Like he's he's a funnier evil. Like take what evil does and actually make it funny or interesting. Yeah, well. Good luck to you. <laughs> Alright. Well that does it for us. Liz, why don't you close out the show? If you join us tonight, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Marcus Coffee. Please join us on Sunday for our Double or Nothing post-show, where we will be talking about Double Nothing after Double or Nothing. So probably at, like, 2 a.m. Yeah. Please join us, because the next day is a holiday. So, like, who fucking cares what time you go to bed? Um, we'll be here eating spicy chips and maybe having, having a couple laughs, a little bit of banter. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's going to be a really um, fun show. I'm surprised... I'm surprised they're not doing a Casino Royale. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Maybe make that the uh, like another match on the pre-show. Maybe. Um, my AirPods are about to die. So. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. All of our stuff, YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, and Twitch is all the Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron on Twitter. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. A new episode of the UPF is now out at UPFworld.com. If you enjoy competition and or Pokemon, go check it out. Uh, but in the meantime, 
Join us Sunday for Double or Nothing. Have a great start to your weekend. We will see you on Sunday. Bye-bye.